From the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee, in the heart of Tennessee, with Tennessee and the world at heart, this is Making a Difference, and I'm Dr. Shelton Smith. Well, welcome to Monday, dear friends. It's a joy and a delight to be here at this microphone, spend a little time with you today with an open Bible in front of me, and we're going to talk some more about the theme I started early last week on a Christian in an unchristian world. And we took a couple of days out on Thursday and Friday to hear a pre-recorded message on preaching to the choir, and I trust that was a help and a blessing. But we want to come back now to this matter of a Christian in an unchristian world, and we're going to start in Acts chapter 13 in just a moment. Let me announce to you that today and tomorrow, I'll be at the Shalom Baptist Church in Lake Orion, Michigan. That's in the northern suburbs of Detroit. We have this meeting there every year for more than 20 years now, and we look forward to being with the folks there at Shalom Baptist Church. That's tonight and tomorrow night, 7 p.m. both nights. Now, don't forget the National Sword of the Lord Conference, July 17 through 20. Check us out at the Sword of the Lord website, all kinds of details and other good things there for you. Now, let's look at Acts chapter 13. And what we're doing, we're looking at how the early Christians, those in the first century, that their testimony, their life biographies in many ways are recorded here in the book of Acts. And they had all kinds of pressure because that they were serving the Lord, not because they were criminal, not because that they were misbehaving in any shape, form, or fashion, but because they had converted to become Christians, they were setting out to serve the Lord, and they were giving strong voice to that and inviting others to do the same. The result of that is they had pressure, they had persecution, and some of them were killed because of that. Now, we get to chapter 13, and not only do I want to show you that they had the pressure, but I want to show you how they reacted to that. Because many times today, uh, whenever trouble comes, some Christians just fold under the pressure. They give in when they ought to stay strong. And I want you to see how that we have really prototypes here. I mean, we have mentors in the Bible who can show us how to behave when others misbehave, how to stand tall when others try to cut you down. So let's look at it. Acts chapter 13, verse 44 and verse 45. And the next Sabbath day came almost the whole city together to hear the word of God. But when the Jews saw the multitudes, they were filled with envy and spake against those things which were spoken by Paul, contradicting and blaspheming. So here we have the apostle Paul. He is standing up to be counted on the Sabbath day. And a lot of people came out to hear him, and the Jews in the city there, they stood up to him, and they were offended. In fact, the Bible says they were filled with envy. Now, why do you suppose that? Well, I think a big part of the reason was he was getting crowds. And uh, the crowds at the synagogue on Saturday had not been all that great. Probably a lot of them, like a lot of them are today, uh, they're Jews in name only. They're Jews racially, and they will give uh, verbal acquiescence to religion, but that's about as far as it goes. They're not really practicing what they say they are. 
And that was true in that day as well. And here he comes to town, and within a matter of hours, he has large crowds gathering to hear him. And so what happens? Well, there's envy. Now, uh, sometimes, you know, when you draw crowds, it's not always the sign of uh, success. It's not always the sign that everything's on track. In this case, here is a stalwart Christian man, a strong servant of God, and he is getting the crowd, and the folks that are not liking what he has to say are envious of him because of that. And so what did they do? They spoke out things against him, contradicting him. In other words, whatever he said, they were finding some way to say, no, 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 that's not right. And as they contradicted him, the word blasphemy also occurs here. They really were on the attack and saying some very, very ugly things. But the result of this is, verse 46, says that Paul and Barnabas waxed bold. I mean, they just stood tall. They were not in the least intimidated by the pressure that was being brought by these angry people. Now, we turn further into that chapter down to verse 50, and the Bible tells us the Jews stirred up the devout and honorable women and the chief men of the city and raised persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them out of their coast. Now, you get thrown out of town. You're told to get out of town before sundown, as we say sometimes, or, you know, in a hurry. They tell them, you got to get out of Dodge. I mean, you got to get rolling, get going. They don't want them there. And uh, the fact is, all of these accusations, all of this stir that had been raised against them, all of the bad things, the false testimony that they had brought against them, the Jews stirred up people who were very devout, people who were very honorable. These were good people. They were Jews, and they were faithful in what they believed, and yet here they are listening to the wrong people, and so they get on the wrong side of things and become vicious in their behavior, apparently, and uh, so they unleashed full-scale persecution against Paul and Barnabas and uh, threw them out of town, expelled them out of their coast. Now, how do they deal with this? Verse 51 says, They shook off the dust of their feet against them and went to another place called Iconium. Now, what's the deal here? They said, We tried. We went in there. We gave the message. They didn't hear it. They didn't listen. We didn't get the results we were after. And so they said, We will not let that linger with us. They're not going to live in the past. They shook the dust off their feet. Now, you remember... There's a New Testament passage about that as well, and it just reminds us sometimes when there is such bitter opposition, you just have to say enough is enough, and you leave and go somewhere else. That's exactly what they did in this case. And verse 52, let me read that one along with it. It says the disciples, that would include Paul and Barnabas and whoever else was along, were filled with joy and with the Holy Ghost. So what's happening here? They're not getting angry. They're not falling down in discouragement. They're not tripping over their despair. They're not looking at all of this and just saying, well, I guess we're a failure. But instead, they are letting the joy of the Lord continue to flow from their inner self. 
They are not intimidated. They are not put down. They are not letting the opposition set the agenda for them, but instead they are still letting the joy of the Lord roll out of their being. They are not going to give in. And the Bible says not only were they filled with joy, but they're filled with the Holy Spirit. They're claiming the power of God. They're continuing to walk with God. They're letting the things of the Lord maintain first place in their life. And in spite of all of this hurt, in spite of all of the terrible things that have been said about them, and in spite of the fact that they did not succeed in what they set out to do, they were faithful here. They had given out the message they had given everywhere. But this crowd said no in a big way. And so what did they do? They just kept going forward like a Christian ought to do. Now, drop down into chapter 14 with me. And in the middle of the verse, it tells us that uh, Paul and them had gone into the synagogue of the Jews in Iconium, and there a great multitude, both of Jews and also of Greeks, believed. So all at once here, we're in a different town. They're doing what they've been doing everywhere, preaching the gospel, telling the truths of the gospel, emphasizing the Old Testament passages about the Messiah, and giving endorsement to the Lord Jesus as the Messiah. And a lot of the Jews believed, and not only that, but a lot of the non-Jews as well. So what do we have going on here? Well, where they failed in the previous town, here they're being very successful. That reminds me, dear friend, uh, sometimes we all try things that don't do well. Sometimes you'll try something, you've got your heart in it, you want it to succeed, but you wind up flat on your face in failure. Now, what do you do? Go to the next place. Go to the next day. Start over. Push the reset button. And don't let it in any way discourage you because even when people say no, even when people refuse the message, we just have to know that there's somebody just around the corner, somebody coming in our path very soon who will receive the message. And here's a case in point. But again, we see even at Iconium, verse number 2, chapter 14, says the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and made their minds evil affected against the brethren. So once again, I'm telling you, you get a little success going and there's going to be people rise up. There are going to be people saying you're a bad guy and they will not give you the respect that you ought to have. Verse 4 says the multitude of the city was divided, part held with the Jews and part with the apostles. And uh, they just really... Uh, found a hearing with some of the people, but not with all of them. And that's pretty much what I think you can expect most places. There are going to be people who will turn a deaf ear to whatever message that you have, and there will be people who will respond to it warmly. And uh, this passage is a case in point. And uh, verse 5 says, Then there was an assault made both of the Gentiles and of the Jews with their rulers to use them despitefully and to stone them. So here, the angry crowd, they're not just talking loudly. They're not just being accusative in their talk. But now then, they are rioting. Now then, they are getting in the streets, and they're being violent, and they're literally going after Paul and his entourage of workers and whoever is following them. And this crowd, I mean, they're unsaved, they're wicked, they're mean at heart, and uh, it's just like, man, if you don't go along with us, or if you try to take people down another trail, uh, we're going to fight back, and we're going to do so very viciously. Now, we've got people in our world like that today. 
We've got people, and listen, I've said it over and over again. Christians who understand the things that they ought to understand. I'm talking about genuine Christians, people who are born again, and people who live by the authority of this book, the Bible. They don't go down streets firing indiscriminately at innocent people. They don't hold up the 7-Eleven. They don't go do bank robberies. They don't fly airplanes into buildings. None of that. Listen, I'm telling you, when Christians who are born again and who have an understanding of what it means to be a Christian, they, they don't go do those things. They literally do not behave like that. And whenever we have people that are so angry and so belligerent, so violent, that they're willing to hurt other people, you can just mark it down. They are not the person that uh, you want to hang around. They're not the person that is a representative of God at all. They may be representing some God, but it's not the God of heaven. It's not the God of creation. It's not the God of salvation. But instead, they are buying into something else. In fact, I will just simply say, people that are doing those kinds of things, I'm talking about robbing, raping, murdering, people who are doing those kinds of things, they are children of the devil, they're serving the devil, they are satanically motivated, and you and I simply need to name it and blame it. We need to let it be known that these folks are not whatever they claim to be. They are not Christians. And this fact is very clearly laid out here. The city was divided, and uh, the result of that was not very good at all. Now, tomorrow we're going to pick up right here and look at some more of these things because I want you to understand whenever things go wrong, whenever people hurt you because you're a Christian, that is really to be expected sometimes. But what I want to do is to teach you the Bible principles which will enable you to stay strong and not give in to the pressure and do the right thing and keep serving the Lord anyway. I do hope that you'll write me a note. I would love to hear from you from this station right here where I'm on every day, five days a week. I will love to hear from you. So write me a note, Dr. Shelton Smith at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. Well, until tomorrow, God bless you. Have a good rest of the day and goodbye for now.